Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite hockey team every day. I am your host, Ian McLaren, and this, like I said, is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL, which I don't know if you've heard, but hockey is back tonight. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And you can also find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. Please subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen. And while you do that, please also rate and review. It would be really helpful. On today's show, we're going to take a look at uh, the final roster and look at uh, practice line combinations in advance of Thursday's opener against the Dallas Stars. We'll also glance at some NHL.com predictions to see where the Bruins are projected to finish. Coming up a bit later, we're going to open up the mailbag, as we will do every Wednesday on the show. And then finally, we'll take a look around the NHL and tee up some of the big stories and uh, the big games that are taking place tonight, opening night. So who exactly are the 2019-20 Boston Bruins? Well, if practice lines are any indication and the final roster, then we have a pretty good idea that it will be pretty much the same team that competed in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. I'm sorry to bring that up again, but it's just the reality that they advanced that far and lost. But obviously, first line will be Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, arguably the best line in hockey, and hopefully they can continue to mesh and connect and uh, just uh, straight-up dominate. It looked like there was some question as to whether David Krejci will be ready for uh, Thursday's opener, but he appears to be practicing uh, here on Wednesday and will likely resume his spot on the second line center with Jake DeBrusque and probably Carson Kuhlman on his wing. Uh, bottom six is where things get a little more uh, cloudy. Uh, we have Danton Harden and Charlie Coyle locking down the third line. Whether Brett Ritchie sits up there or David Backus remains to be seen. On the fourth line, we'll have Chris Wagner, Sean Corrali, and then maybe Ritchie, maybe Backus, maybe Par Lindholm. So there's kind of a question right now as to whether Backus, Ritchie, or Lindholm will be scratched for um, the first game with Krejci seemingly healthy to play. I don't know. That's a tough call in my mind. Um, Lindholm had a very good camp. Uh, they seem pretty high on Richie. Backus did all he could to make sure he has a spot. So that'll be the big question uh, there for for game one. Who Who's that uh, 12th forward and who takes a seat in the press box? Uh, on defense, it looks like it'll be Chara McAvoy, Crew Carlo, Grizzlich, Clifton uh, to begin the season with Steve Kampfer as the odd man out. Um and then Rask, obviously, will get the start. Yaroslav Halak uh, will be the backup for the op- opening night game, barring disaster in practice over the next couple of days. Um, so that's pretty much what the team looks like. Again, it's uh, similar to the, the roster that the Bruins uh, fielded for most of the finals. 
Yet there aren't too many who are very high on this team or who are selecting them to uh, go as far as they did last year. Just I took a quick look at the NHL.com predictions. They uh, took a survey of all their editors and contributors and writers, and uh, not one person picked them to re- to win the Stanley Cup. Not one person picked them to repeat as conference champions. And you know what? That's fair. That kind of run is difficult to replicate. Uh, so many things went right for this team in the playoffs last year with, again, Tampa losing in the first round, uh, Toronto not being able to get things done in game six in the opening round, uh, Carolina moving out of the central, or sorry, the Metro division. All this kind of stuff went right for the Bruins. So to think that that's going to happen again is a bit of a stretch. In terms of where they will finish in the regular season standings, uh, one person picked them to finish first. Uh, Two people picked them to finish second. Eleven people picked them to finish third, which obviously would mean that they would not have home ice advantage in the first round should they play, say, Toronto or Tampa Bay again. Four people picked them to finish in a wild card spot, meaning either the Florida Panthers or Montreal Canadiens will have a better regular season. And then two people actually picked them to miss the playoffs altogether, which would mean they would have to finish uh, at least fifth, fourth or fifth in the Atlantic Division if five teams advanced from the Central or possibly as low as, uh, you know, fifth or sixth in the Atlantic, which to, to me, that is a bit of a stretch. I know some people like to take wild swings on their predictions, and then they can come back uh, down the road and say, I told you so if they work out. But uh, the reality is this is the same team on paper that um, got 100-plus points last year, finished second in the Atlantic ahead of Toronto and who was able to advance to the Stanley Cup final. Again, that seems a bit of a stretch just based on kind of the hangover effect of advancing that far last year, fatigue, motivation, all those things. But uh, to say that they're going to not make the playoffs is just ridiculous in my mind Uh, to put them as, uh, Finishing lower than Florida or Montreal seems like a stretch to me. I still believe this is a top three team in the Atlantic division. And that means based on, you know, how competitive that division is, they're one of the top, you know, five, six, seven, maybe teams in the NHL. Um, If we look at the NHL 20 simulation, which is uh, pretty good for a laugh, kind of hard to put too much stock in it. But they actually pick, uh, they ran their simulation for the entire season. Um, It can't be trusted too much, obviously, because there's injuries, there's trades. You can't really simulate uh, exactly how it'll play out in real life. But just based on opening night rosters, actually, I don't even know if they take into account uh, trades, if they're allowed to trade through the season. Uh, But anyways, just... Based on opening night rosters, their playoff simulation bracket has the Bruins facing the Maple Leafs in Game 7. 
as the third seed. And they still are able to advance uh, with, you guessed it, a Game 7 win. Then they have Boston beating Tampa Bay in six games in the second round. They then have Boston beating the Capitals in the conference finals in six games. And then finally, they have simulated the Bruins beating the Vegas Golden Knights in six games to win the Stanley Cup. Obviously, take that with many grains of salt. Um, It's just for fun. Uh, But, hey, they simulated it, and that's what happened. So there is hope for this team, at least uh, in the virtual realm. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said yesterday on Twitter, predictions and projections are so difficult. So many things can go wrong. So many things do go wrong. Uh, there's injuries, there's trades, um, there's injuries on other teams that, uh, help them to go down. Possibly, I think a few years ago of Steven Stamkos missing most of the season for the lightning, they managed to. Missed the playoffs by uh, one point with Toronto making it in that year. They're actually a good year where if you look at it, Stamkos is healthy. There's no way they're not a playoff team. Maybe Toronto doesn't make the playoffs. But uh, that's how history was written that year. And um, that's you know how things went for those teams. How things will go this year, it's incredibly difficult to say. But... Um, Again, for me, this Boston Bruins team is uh, a playoff team without a doubt. Um, Whether they get home ice advantage again by clinching second in the Atlantic, that remains to be seen. Toronto has had a lot of turnover, so it'll be interesting to see how they mesh. But for me, they're at least the third seed in the the Atlantic. And uh, anything below that, then... Things have gone off the rails, or Florida and Montreal have uh, exceeded expectations. I do think Florida will be a playoff team, but not quite uh, that high in my mind. Just looking at the practice lines right now for for, for Wednesday's practice, they do have Marshawn Berger and Pasternak, as I mentioned, DeBrus, Krejci, Kuhlman, Heinen with Coyle and Backus on the right side, and then Wagner, Corrali with Richie and Lindholm. Uh, swapping in as the extra forward there. So um, looks like Bacchus might be in on the third line and then either Richie or Lindholm taking a seat uh, for for opening night. If I had to put my money on it, I'd say that it's Lindholm that's in there. Richie takes a seat, but, you know, who knows with this team. They might favor the uh, more physical guy over the uh, more skilled guy. Uh, So yeah, that's how things are looking in practice on Wednesday, and uh, we'll update that again tomorrow in advance of the season opener. My idea for Wednesday shows this season is to open up the mailbag and to allow folks to uh, send me questions on Twitter, and I'll do my best to answer them. So let's uh, dig right in. The first question is from Miles Bergstrom, at Miles Bergs. And he asks, the Bruins' quest for a second-line winger, is it going to come from within, or is it going to be something we need to trade for as the deadline approaches? Uh, As I mentioned the other day, talking to Marissa and Jemmy from the Boston Herald, I think this is a big question for this team, as it has been the last couple years. Ideally, it will be um, 
figured out internally so they don't have to give up assets or draft picks at the deadline. I think of a guy like uh, Anders Bjork, if he can catch fire in the AHL, find a scoring touch, maybe he can be that guy. Uh, Maybe Carson Kuhlman breaks out to be that guy. Um, Maybe Brett Ritchie, but I I doubt it. Um, So I think Kuhlman and uh, Bjork are my candidates internally. Maybe Zach Sinitian if uh, Lightning is caught in a bottle there, but... um, I think, again, Sweeney probably will be active at the deadline to try to fill this spot as he has been the last couple of years because it is a pretty big question mark. You want to have a proven uh, top six forward in there uh, for a playoff push. Uh, Hannah Manning at underscore, no, sorry, at Hannah underscore Manning. She asks, I'd love to know how you think the Bruins' first month will look, uh, how Bergeron and Marchand will finish points-wise. And which Bruins would, would you invite to a movie and why? Uh, looking at the Bruins' schedule for the first month, um, it is a bit weird because they start off with a Western Conference road trip. So they go to Dallas, then Arizona, Vegas, Colorado before their home opener, which will be on uh, October 12th against the Devils. Then they host the Ducks, Lightning, play a home-and-home with the Leafs, play the Blues, Rangers, Sharks, um, to finish out the month. So it's not really an easy schedule to open up the season. That road trip uh, may be good for team bonding, but um, you know it's good to get that home crowd behind you to start the season. Devils will be tougher. Lightning and Leafs, obviously, will be tough. Uh, game against the Blues might be emotional. Um, Rangers are improved. So all that to say, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out of the gate a little slow, uh, just trying to still get over last season, how that ended. Um, but you know, if, uh, I still expect them to be, you know, 500 ish to start the season and, uh, to not have a disastrous opening month, uh, Bergeron and Marshawn, how they'll finish points wise. I don't think. Marsha will replicate his 100-point season, but I expect them both to be at least point-per-game kind of guys, maybe pushing uh, Marsha, pushing uh, 35-45 for uh 80-point total with some injury considerations, hopefully not suspension considerations in there. Uh, Bergeron, there's some injury questions with him, but I'd expect him to be in the maybe 70, 75 point range. Which five Bruins would I invite to movie night? Uh, Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I'd like to hang with Pasternak for sure. Bergeron just to have some uh, fatherly advice mixed in maybe before or after. Um, Chara, uh, let's say Tori Krug, just so I don't feel too short. And, uh, We'll throw in uh, who else? Let's throw in Charlie Coyle in there just for fun. Next question comes from Jess Belmusto at Jess Belmusto. I'm planning to have Jess on to talk about the Providence Bruins this season. She's going to be covering them. Uh, so uh, she'll be on at some point. She says, do you plan on attending any games this season? Also, which 
Uh, sorry, which cider should be the official sponsor of the Bruins? Great question. People who follow me on Twitter know that I am a cider guy. I have a gluten allergy, so I can't drink beer too much. Uh, cider. Um, last season during the playoffs, I drank um, some Brickworks. It's a Toronto company, and they had a mint basil cider. Uh, so that reminds me of Bruins hockey, so I'd recommend that one. Do I plan on attending any games? Well, I don't uh, live too close to the, the TD Garden, so I'm not sure if I'll get to a game there, but I will try to get to one in either Detroit, Buffalo, Toronto's off the table because the ticket prices are ridiculous, or Ottawa, which is my hometown. I'd like to try to get there for a game. So one of those three arenas, I plan to at least to get uh, one game, uh, ideal in each of those, but at least uh, in one of those arenas. Nikki Giordano, at Nikki Giordano underscore. She's the host of the Locked On Washington Capitals podcast. She asks, what are you most excited about for this upcoming season? Bruins-wise, I'm excited to see if any of the young players are able to make an impression. Uh, not now, as a lot of them have been sent down, but later on the season, Sudnika, Bjork, Sinitian, I keep trying to make a thing, but I don't know if that will ever be a thing. Um, I'm also just excited. You know what? I just love watching hockey in general. During my time at the score, I really got an appreciation for all 31 teams. Um, while the Bruins are my, uh, obviously my favorite hockey team, and I'll, I'll watch every one of their games, I do enjoy just rooting for players and other teams around the league and uh, just get really excited for different storylines. I'm excited actually to see, you know, if the Panthers can do well, if the Sabres emerge as a thing um, in the Eastern Conference, and I'm excited to watch the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. They'll be an exciting team, I think. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things to be excited about. Uh, Jeremy Tiermini asks, uh, how soon until Rasmus Dahlin is a top 10 NHLD? I think that could happen sooner or later, if not this year, then possibly next year. Uh, I'm not too, too high on the Sabres this year because of their goaltending situation. I'd like to see them improve there before I think they'll really break out, but it won't be uh, due to any shortcomings in Darlene's game, that's for sure. Uh, what is Boston's plan and goal when Tuca starts to show his age? I think the answer there is uh, Kyle Kieser. Um, he seems like the real deal, and I really think that he... Um, will be the Bruins goalie of the future. Uh, speaking of the goalie situation, Paul Campbell at way to go. Paul, he asks the Halak Rask platoon was forced last year by injury, but it worked very well. Any chance they do that on purpose this season and shouldn't they at least consider it based on Halak's superior numbers? Um, I think they should not just consider it. I think and hope that is the plan this season. I do think they'll do it on purpose this year just based on how well it worked out in the playoffs to have a healthy and rested Tuka Rask. Uh, he was arguably, no, he was going to win the Conn Smythe if the Bruins won game seven. And having that duo for the regular season, uh, kind of a 1A, 1B situation, uh, really came handy at that time of year. So I think they uh, they should and they will do that on purpose. Have a, not a, maybe not an even split, but at least like 50-30. 55, uh, 25 kind of thing. 
and they should do that. Uh, finally, uh, my old buddy Kyle from the score at Heldrificus. He asks, more of a general NHL question, but what player do you think is poised to break out this season? Uh, I think there's a couple uh, that you can tab. Uh, I'm really, there's not really much being said about Detroit this year, but I think Philip Ronick on the blue line, I think he's poised for a breakout. I have him uh, on one of my fantasy teams, <laughs> so I'm kind of counting on that. Um, another guy that I can see breaking out is... Uh, who else? Josh Morrissey for the Winnipeg Jets. I know it's not really uh, much of a stretch, but I think offensively, if he's given the chance to be the main power play guy with Bufflin gone, Druba's gone, Myers is gone, I think he could really uh, step out and be a pretty big thing for them uh, this season. Um, who else? Oh, one other name I had was Alexander Texier from the Columbus Blue Jackets. To begin the season, he's kind of slotted into Artemi Panarin's um, slot now that he's gone on the top line. And um, I think if he stays there, um, he has a chance to, to, to really break out. He really impressed in the playoffs last year. So those are a few guys, uh, fantasy-wise and just NHL-wise, uh, that I think people should look out for to break out this season. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Mailbag. Like I said, that should be an every Wednesday thing. So uh, I'll send out a call next week for questions. And feel free to hit me up throughout the week as well. And now let us take a quick look around the NHL and see what is going on league-wide today. Obviously tonight is puck drop. The first four games of the season will take place tonight. And thankfully, they're pretty well spaced out for viewing purposes by the NHL. We'll have Ottawa and Toronto, uh, followed by Washington and St. Louis. I probably will avoid the beginning of that one just because I don't want to see the banner raising and all that. Uh, still a bit too painful. But uh, speaking of the Blues, I do suggest you check out their Twitter feed. Yesterday, they posted a video of uh, some players handing a... Uh, Stanley Cup ring to Layla, a very special fan of theirs. Uh, so please watch that and just be reminded that after all, this is only hockey and there's bigger things in life. Uh, that was a really great thing that they did there. Um, then later on tonight, there's Vancouver, Edmonton, and then San Jose, Vegas, which should be a great game based on how uh, their playoff series went last year and uh just kind of this burgeoning rivalry that they have out there in the Pacific Division. Uh, News-wise, there's not a ton. Uh, there wasn't a lot of notable waiver claims yesterday, unfortunately. Um, there's some little moves here and there, paper moves going on as as teams finish up their rosters. But, um, yeah, what's going on? Vander Kane was suspended three games for uh, his actions in a Sharks preseason game where he, uh, I guess, bumped an official. They're calling it physical abuse of an official. And uh, yesterday, former one-time Bruin Lee Stempniak announced his retirement from the NHL as well. So fairly well, Lee Stempniak. You'll always be listed on the Bruins Hockey DP DB page. And uh, we thank you for your service. Actually, looking at the, the quote here on NHL.com, 
looks like he's going to settle in Boston. He says, I'm looking forward to spending time with my family, settling in Boston and being a father. So uh, maybe he'll be around the team in some capacity, uh, just watching practice or uh, maybe even jump on with the team in some limited role at some point. So that's something to keep an eye out for. That is all for today, for today's show. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, we'll tee up uh, the season opener for the Bruins against the Dallas Stars. I'll be talking to someone uh, to tee that up. Uh, Planning to talk to Sean Shapiro from The Athletic. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Thank you for joining me today on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Again, this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Ian McLaren. Find me online at Ian C. McLaren. And find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, download, rate, review, and tell your friends and family. Take care, friends, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.